Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. Today I am here with my amazing co-host Hotshot Ginger in the house. How's it going, buddy? You always interrupt my middle of the day towards evening nap in order to record these things. This is no exception. I am extremely tired. It's a genius move, Hotshot. What we are doing right now, this episode, is genius levels of podcasting. Oh, yay. Smart people, my favorite. I'm telling you right now, Hotshot, there's something really special about this episode. Before we get into the topic of anime geniuses, though, I have a special announcement. A big thank you to GoPro Kill because we now have new thumbnails on every single video. And we also have new thumbnails on every single audio version of the podcast. So big thank you to GoPro Kill for that. Go follow him. Link in the description. And also, Anime Podcasters has yet again broken a new boundary. We have now a Bandcamp page where you can download all of the episodes for free or at a price that you want. So if you want to give us a little tip, we'd appreciate it. Isn't that right, Hotshot? Yes, please pay me to spend time with him. He doesn't do it. He says it's of my own will, but it's really not. All right, what's your first pick, Hotshot? No, I'm getting, <laughs> getting right <laughs> into it. <laughs> and also, there's this. Uh, so the topic today will be anime geniuses. Uh, it was suggested on Discord um, by uh, one of our uh, Discord members. I really appreciate the suggestion uh, that you gave us in the suggestion channel. So uh, what went into your list when you were uh, putting together your geniuses? Honestly, when I was uh, putting together mine, it was... Some people can be geniuses about, like, everything in their world, and other people can be geniuses or, like, specialists in, like, one very specific field. And that's kind of the route that I was going off of. I I want them to, like, be, like, the utmost smartest in their their field. Like, they might lack some knowledge or experience in other fields, but in in their own, they can't really be challenged with what they're talking about. No, I see, I see. Okay. For myself, I am going for geniuses that are really good in specific fields. And eclectically, my group is going to be smarter than yours, is the way I see it. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. All right. Uh, may I go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go first. I think I've gone first uh, for a couple of for our lists yeah, recently. I, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm stopping your streak right here. Dead in the tracks. Uh, in all seriousness, my first pick, I know this one's on your list, so I'm going to have to take it right now. Okay. I'm picking Shikamaru from Naruto. Nope, I didn't put him on my list because I knew you oh. were going to. Oh, wow. You're so great. Wow. You're so smart, Hotshot. You're such a genius of podcasting. Wow. Good job, buddy. No, I just know who I'm podcasting with. <laughs> Fair enough. It's all right, go ahead. Like 90 go plus ahead. Episodes. In all seriousness, I'm picking... So- I mean, if you have an IQ over 200... You got you're you're a genius. This uh this ninja has been selected to lead uh missions because of his brain power. He like for the Sasuke retrieval arc. If it's not just that, he was the only uh person that passed the tuning exams technically, and that's because of how like remarkable he was in the third Okage's eye. Everything that Shikamaru does and why we respect him is because of his brain power. There's a reason why he's like the number one consultant for Naruto and Boruto. It's because of how smart he is. I mean. If it's not him using um, the shadow position jutsu in super elaborate ways, or if it's not him taking out Hidan, or it's not him using his shirt with a kunai attached to it as a way to extend his shadow position jutsu, if it's not him being able to ambush, like, what, 10 tuning uh, sound or sand ninjas uh, and, like, stop them dead in their tracks, 
I mean, the guy's just ingenious. You can't. He he's the logo of the Naruto think tank because he thinks all the time. He's he's, he's incredibly he's incredibly smart. He's just in in later years they changed this and I and I am very thankful for it. But he's very smart. He's just absolutely not motivated. But when he like get, gets into gear, you know he, the guy like just kills yeah, it every no, time. You know? No, he he annihilates it every time. Um the first the first instance or the first thing I really think of when I think Shikamaru and his uh like his uh, smart tactics is actually in the uh the preliminary rounds for the junior exams when he's fighting I, I, I can't remember who but she's the uh, ninja from the Sound Village. Her name is Kin. Kin, thank you. Uh when he's uh when he's fighting Kin and uh using the shadow possession to trace under her thread uh, in order to get to her shadow, and she just doesn't notice. And then how he uses the shuriken jutsu, well, not jutsu, but the shuriken, and, like, she's closer to the wall, and bang! Yeah. Knocks out. And now that... who's hearing bells was his line. I love that episode, sorry. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> and that that also ring, rings it to me, because uh, back then, I don't know if it's, if it's uh, changed since then, but back then, whatever Shikamaru did to the person uh, in the shadow would also reflect to him. Or like if someone hit someone else who was in shadow possession jutsu, it would hurt him. Because but 100%. huh, a hundred percent. I am agreeing with you. Okay, but when Kin hit her head on the back of the wall, Shikamaru didn't hit anything. But later on, when he possesses Gara and Naruto punches Gara, it hurts him somehow. I I never really got that continuity for that move. The, that that's the, not that's not me questioning his intellect or anything. That's just me questioning the continuity of the one of the one dude. We've discussed this before. The, we've discussed this before. What happens is that when she's leaning back, he releases the jutsu. Oh. she's already in a motion where she's falling back, and boom, hits her head. Oh, because okay. he thinks like eight okay. steps ahead, bro. No, yeah, okay, you're right. I just forgot about about that one. And of course, eight steps ahead of of your picks, bro, because my picks are better than yours, bro. <laughs> but of course, um, there there are two other uh, two other fights I think of Shikamaru immediately, and that's his his fight in the finals with uh, with Tamari, who literally is an intellectual too, and has him backed against the wall until like the last moment. And also his fight against Tana, who actually does have him pushed against the wall. Not giving him any move to to plan anything. Who's Tana? The uh, from the uh, Sound Village Four in the Sasuke Retrieval Arc. No, her name was not Tana. I'm forgetting her name, but it wasn't Tana. Wait, let me look it up. Now you're you're making me. It's not Tana, dude. I think it's, it was uh, Tana, like T N Y N A. Tayuya. Tayuya. Okay, I was close. Tana. What the? What? What's a Tana? Well, <laughs> a apparently. Tana bricks. Well, apparently her. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's yeah, okay, it's been enough. a few it's been a few years. Yeah, a few decades. But but intellectually, there really isn't anyone else you want in your corner other than Shikamaru, except maybe yes. Tamari, just because she can rival him at times. But he always comes out on top; otherwise, he wouldn't have yeah. won the tuning exam match. Well, he didn't win the tuning exam match. Well, he he, he would have, but he forfeited. Yeah, he was out of chakra. Yeah, uh, I lo I love him so much. All right, enough about Shikamaru. Who's your Who's your first pick of geniusness who's really smart, but not smarter than mine? This might actually surprise you a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead for it anyway. Go for it. I'm going to go ahead and pick Deku from Hero Academia. I mean, I understand why you're saying that. Okay. I, I, I already understand why, but go ahead. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously, he's not smarter than Shikamaru, but just, yeah, just hear me out. With him being able to actually study and analyze basically every hero and every villain, even to the point of having a notebook compiled of, like, their weaknesses. Like, he's the ultimate fanboy, but at the same time, he's also studying them to see, like, if he could defeat them, like, how would he go about it? Like, what are their weaknesses? What do they rely on? What what are they strong against? What are they weak against? But every time he comes against a opponent who like he hasn't met before like the first time he met shigaraki for example or god forbid the first time he met numu <laughs> Uh, obviously he goes into a panic with just with his analytical style of being able to remember what he's seen each hero do and remember what they've been weak against there there's just that it's especially in a in a quick paced uh, one on one fight whenever you're a hero trying to take down a villain or hell, even when he's uh, trying to figure out like how a villain works, like when he Todoroki and uh, oh, hell, uh, no, not Bakyo, uh, Ia, uh, Ida, 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 Ida. OK, yeah, Tana, 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 dude, that was the name you said earlier. I was making a joke. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, when. <laughs> When he, when he, Ida, and Todoroki were fighting against Stain, Deku was the one who found out like why some people who are been who have been affected by Stain later were getting back on their feet first. Right, he figured right. out how it worked and gave and gave that strategy. Granted, until later, he didn't really have great strategies uh, in an actual fight, including himself. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, basically putting all of his power into one move and breaking all of his arm or all of his leg or all of right, his right, finger. Right. But at the same time, when he when he didn't have another method, he also thought to only use, like, one finger at a time in order to give himself, like, ten moves that he could do with, right, uh, right, right. with one for all. Instead of just immediately shattering his arm and giving up on the rest I of don't the entrance see him, exam. <laughs> okay, I, I do see him as a... I, okay, I'll say it as a, I don't see him as a genius. I see him as someone who has the okay. qualities of a genius. Basically, so uh, being he's a studious, genius, yeah. he's hardworking, he uses his intellect in battle, and those would qualify him as maybe a subpar genius. He's not like a brainiac. That's not what we think of Je- Deku as, you know? Uh, but I understand your point. No, that's that's why that's why I went into this thinking or saying they have a lot. To, my geniuses at least have a lot to learn about a lot of other aspects. Like whether it is just gaining experience about the world in general, but they're genius in what they do and love. And with Deku, that is being statistical and analytical about um, or situations about like yeah, a yeah, hero yeah. stats yeah. and like what he, and how how quick he can adapt yes, to that. No, in a fight. I see what you mean on that, and that's fair enough. Um, I just feel like from like a a he's not going to be in the library twenty four seven. And there's a different forms of genius. He's he's a he's a different type of genius. There's a there's a way to argue it, but I wouldn't give him specifically the genius label. But I mean, agree to disagree, Hotshot. This is why we podcast together because I disagree okay. with your agreements. That's fair. <laughs> You're like, <"Okay." laughs> don't don't worry. I have I have genuine geniuses in here too. That'll right, balance I'm it gonna, out. I'm so we're go good. My next genius. This one's gonna blow right, go your mind. It. Goku. All right. Damn it! I, I actually had Goku on mine. That's because I've been pausing with you. And yeah, you, you were gonna pick it. And my name's Hazard, and I can predict the future. Nah, 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 nah. Why the fuck is Goku a brainiac when Deku isn't apparently? Goku is a specific type of genius. He's a fighting genius. 
Okay? Like, and that's exactly what my argument was going to be when I brought but, up I Goku. Mean, <laughs> okay, full, full disclosure, full disclosure, just real quick before we get uh, too into it. Um, I actually pitched my my list to, uh, to Kyo, who I actually have a few backups on too, so don't worry. Um, and I brought up Goku, and Kyo immediately was like, I don't really know about that yeah, one. Well, that's, why, that's why we're doing the podcast together. Because <laughs> we think alike. Great minds think alike, Hotshot. Yeah, that's why we're doing it, and you're not doing it with Kyo. They're, He's they're just different. too different. No, but in all seriousness, the man failed the driving test. The man's got no education. The man doesn't yeah. know how to educate his son, or even take care of his son, or raise his son. The man comes back after a year of being in outer space. All right, uh, the man, you know, what was the first thing he wanted to do, Hotshot? What was the first thing he wanted to do after a whole year? Train. Fight more. The train thing that got him killed. But it, that's like how he thinks. That's what he does. That's a saying with his same blood. There's nothing else to it. Um, as a fighter, he's ingenious. I legit, I legitimately, I legitimately think the only one who trains more than Goku or, is Vegeta. Or is and that's another saying. I agree. But the the point I'm trying to make here is that I want to highlight some like battle tactic moments that I love. When he was fighting Frieza on Namek, and he he fired off two Kamehamehas in the water and kept them in the water and used them as like projectiles to to fight against Frieza. Or when he's fighting against Jiren in Dragon Ball Super during the uh, the, the tournament of power, he used uh, that secret disrespect of this move where he's on the ledge of a rock, right? And Jiren uh, and Jiren's about to strike him. And we're all like, oh, no, Goku's going to get knocked out. But he had fired these destructive discs that cut the ground around Jiren, right? So he's falling down, and he just instant transmissions out of the way and knocks Jiren down. And everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy actually, like, was able to push Jiren down. That's ridiculous. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Um, and Or one of, one of my favorites, when he was fighting uh, Cell in the Cell games, and we got the first use of instant transmission yes. Kamehameha. I mean, there's so many different moments. That is one of my yeah. favorite moves ever. And that is there's the birthplace so many moves of it. we can highlight. I'm just... The, the man's a genius. The man's a fighting genius. He's not a fighting dreamer. Everywhere else, he's 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 as dumb as genius a brick. fighting. But... Any, any, any other highlights you want to put on? To, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, bro. It's pretty self-explanatory with Goku because I mean, the the one thing that he that he loves most is fighting. Like, obviously, he cares for his friends. He does care for his family, just not in the typical sense. But when it comes to fighting, especially when he gets serious, he turns into this like deadly tactician, just laser focus on the fight especially like going into super saiyan 3 for example like yeah he gets he gets cocky and arrogant but at the same time he's still no he's still learning like moves against new opponents or wanting to fight against stronger opponents until he can eventually beat them so but he bro, can find how stronger could you opponents. not be cocky with the so, longest shiniest golden hair of all times and literally everyone can feel your presence across the universe i'm sorry but like it's impossible to not be cocky at that point you know what I'm saying? And then he met. Yeah, and then he yeah. met Barris. Your your next pick. Your next pick. That's What's your why. next pick, buddy? <laughs> Best buddy ever. Uh, my next pick. Since you stole Goku from me, I'm just gonna uh take this one because I'm pretty sure it'd be on your list. And if not, then I'm just happy I have it anyway. I'm choosing blank from No Game nah, No Life. Not on my list at all. Not. In fact, in fact, pretty dumb okay. genius if you ask me. He he says as he erases from his notebook. Yeah, no, but, blank. Ah, sure. Blank is smart, but I don't know. Blank has never been beaten in a game, though. And the, the one time that... Okay, so if you guys don't know, Blank is actually a team. It's a, it's a pair of siblings. 
I remember Shiro's name. Unfortunately, I Sora? don't remember the brother's name. Sora, thank you. Okay, Sora and Shiro. Um, they act as a team online called Blank, and they are extraordinary gamers, even to the point where they can both play two characters in an right, MMO simultaneously. I love these guys. They're super smart. Like okay, I can't. That was kidding. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and when they get tel- uh, transported to a world that is all about gaming, they quickly overtake like the entire kingdom and then just start going all over the world, like base basically to to re to unite the world back to yeah. Only took back them twelve to episodes. Was, or to basically through the twelve episodes, and I'm so sad that it was only twelve you episodes because I love this show. But I know, I know. But throughout the uh, throughout the series, Sora and Shiro met challenge after challenge uh it was a true life and death game basically every time and they always won they were always like 12 12 plants ahead and in in the finale yes i'm gonna spoil it here when uh when they were transported into an fps kind of game and it was revealed that that was what shiro was the best at and pretended to go along with uh with the bad guys plan only until they got the final shot I was, yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just that kind of tactician, just that kind of tactician, even to the point where, um, like Sora knew, Sora knew the plan, but everyone else, even the viewers, had absolutely no idea until mm-hmm. it showed a flashback mm-hmm. of it. But like these guys, and the the okay, okay, wait, uh, one more, uh, one more bit from it. The part that broke my, that breaks my heart most is when uh, Sora and Shiro are separated, and Shiro has to solve the puzzle on her own to bring Sora yeah, it back. Was the whole game, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I'm just that that game just kind of broke my heart just because seeing them separated from each other is soul crushing to thing, watch. Though, I feel like their geniuses definitely. But they're like, I don't think like Jesus is like high high enough to describe them. Like they literally fell into an estranged world and was were able to dominate it. They used the rules that were being explained to them as they're falling down, the ten rules, and they're like, all right, yeah, we're gonna take over. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but but admit, admittedly, the world was literally based around what they did for life. It was based around gaming, what they it's lived, like, what they breathed, what it's probably still what like they bled. A complete <laughs> culture shock at the very least. It, no, yeah, you're you're absolutely right because whereas in the real world you could play a game of like Call of Duty and like ah oh, damn I lost and that's it. In this world, you lose a game of Call of Duty, you could end up as someone's slave, or you could die, or have to give yeah. up like your entire yeah, yeah. castle, or like there's actual risk and reward here. But at the same time, they're like, all right, you know what? It's still a game, and I'm still gonna that's kick your ass. It. Uh, I uh, I really like the series, and fair enough on the pick, dude. What was okay? Out of out of actual curiosity, like not for a bit, did you actually did have blank on your list? Oh, okay. I was actually My surprised next pick by that. <laughs> is a is a, a a genius in a very specific sense, just like Goku. Uh, I think that this this person what Rick Rick what Rick? What do you mean Rick Rick? That's not Rick an anime. Morty, you I'm in anime mode. <laughs> it's not. It can be. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, my 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 next pick is gonna be Hot Shark because he's an idiot. That, 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 that's the metaphor. No, I'm kidding. Oh, jeez. No, I mean okay. you're right. My next pick is uh, I'm bouncing back to Naruto here, but I'm gonna pick Rock Lee. You're gonna have to explain this one. Rock Lee is a genius when it comes to taijutsu and training. Rock Lee is the perfect example of take a character and dedicate them to a singular craft. Like this man only did taijutsu and as a kid as a 12 year old kid he was able to open five out of the eight gates 
through sheer effort, hard work, passion. I love this character so much, and all of the energy he had, he put it into one thing, and he mastered it. It was it, ridiculous to see him fight at Gaara's level. There, no one should be moving that fast at that age, you know? Where, like, Kakashi has to literally take out his Sharingan and be like, where, where, where's he at? What's going on here? Like, that's ridiculous. It takes a certain level of genius, a very, very high level of genius, to be able to accomplish such a thing. I, like, when it comes to strict, tight, like, in a very specific sense, he is a genius because of that. Because of his mastery and hard work and incredible prowess in... Taijutsu. Like, he's a genius in that sense. Come on, man. He's able to do a forbidden jutsu at, like, 12. The primary lotus. He's able to open gates. How is he not a genius? I mean, that that's really more, in my eyes at least, that's really more of a testament to his hard work than his geni uh, genius-level intellect. I mean, you're right. When it comes to Taijutsu, he is a genius. Exactly. Guy even that's says so point. himself. That he, he is a that's genius at Taijutsu. And the, the thing that strikes me the most about that, or, like, that sparks that idea most in my head, is typically... In a primary lotus you kick the enemy up and then just immediately dive down but lee knowing that he had to keep gar away from his sand kicked him up into the air something that guy didn't even know that he could do or that he would even have thought of so you're you're right in that aspect when it comes to taijutsu i mean i'm i'm la i'm like laser focused on getting lee because i know when he when he gets older he does get smarter and there is more like battle tactician and like mission uh mission savvy experience there but thinking of Genin level Lee, I'm just thinking of just um, his hard work and his determination, not really his well, open, genius getting in the open, way of his uh, Taijutsu. No, that, that's just how I think to of it. his accomplishments and tell me what kind, like. Right. Like, 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 uh, like taking opening, down Gara, like, or like essentially taking down Gara. A very high, okay. like, basically the highest level of Taijutsu at that point. Being, you know, like Kitashi's a Jonin okay. and he's open, he's able to open one. And Rock Lee's a Genin and he's able to, able to open, you know what I'm saying? And he's able to like, five, and he, right? he trained himself and he put all the work into that where he was, he had to like think in a certain way and put him, his mental toughness had to be like extremely pushed to the limit. And you can't tell okay, me okay. A, a, an idiot can't do that. A normal thinking person can't do that. A no. genius can do that. So he is a genius in that very specific I sense. I can okay. I I am I am gonna get I am gonna give this one to you because you're right. He has to have especially like like we said with Goku, with what he does, he is probably the smartest way to go about it and the smartest way to improve himself. And he is a genius in that regard. It's just from from my point of view, I, I will still call him a genius for your sake on this. But for my sake, I just see that as more of a driver determination than I mean, anything else. I feel like you're looking more at the personality traits than the actual brain power. Mm hmm. Because literally, he has to use... Because that's... Cause, only because that's what I see the most of. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I and I accept it. And you are right. Because you're right. Especially at that young. Only a genius in his certain field could open that many gates. Only a genius could use a forbidden taijutsu. Or be able to push himself that far. And know like the limit in order to... What he has to do to get himself further. And you're right. That is a genius. But to me, it's just... He doesn't want to lose to anybody. It's his determination to prove that he is a, a splendid ninja. And I'm borrowing that 100%, line from him. 100%. Never give up, hotshot. That's actually... Uh...
poster of Lee that I had when Never I was a kid, not going to lie. Okay, maybe not the hotshot part, but I actually, uh, in Photoshop, had a picture of Lee and then nice. never give up next to it. It was it was probably one of the I most mean, dorky things I made. The dorkiest thing you've made is this podcast, but okay. <laughs> okay. That's agreeable. Well, what's your next pick? <laughs> All right, my next kit pick, and hopefully you'll actually agree with me here, is Izzy from Digimon. Gonna have to refresh my memory here. Izzy is the one with the with Tenemon. He's the brain hacker kid, basically the one who wanted to go to computer camp instead of summer camp with the rest mm, of the Digidestin. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything? Yeah, this one has like brain okay. traits for sure. He's yeah, he's the one who um who will investigate right. the digi world. Like everyone else just wants to get home really, but he's the one who wants to explore and like decode basically the entire world, find out like where they are, when they are. Um he even uses Tentamon in his own laptop to basically deconstruct uh glyphs in order to get a map of a forbidden temple that they get locked inside. For one instance, um, he is also able to decode or understand digi uh, language after a while. He's the one giving like, he, he doesn't exactly give strategic advice. Like in, in terms of battle, he's not really much of a help, mm. admittably. <laughs> it's more so of a, I can help show you the world. I can help like give you a battle map. Like I can help you get everything you need to plan right, for right, survival right, right. here. And it, it's, and it's just kind of a, he's one of those, he's one of those early stage kids that are just like, so laser focused on being the intellectual that he blocks off like friends and he blocks off, uh, any interaction is just in oh, this definitely. laptop. So for a while, he's such a pain in the ass because of that. But at the same time, he's helped them out of more than I a think few that scrapes. This one is arguable. I don't know this character that well. Uh, but like, I feel like uh, if mm -hmm. you had the gang, he's like the brain kid. And that's why he's being picked because he's smarter uh, out of the group of people he's like a part of. He's the smartest one. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to pick Ty. <laughs> yeah. Ty is not a genius. No, Ty's an idiot. You see what I mean, right? I can't. It, it's it's on honestly it's kind of arguable between uh oh man what's his name simon no damn it i can't think of his name it's a, it's a kind of a tough choice between izzy and uh the blue haired one with the glasses i don't know no idea. the one that gets scared all the time I, I i can't look it up. Look i it can't up. think of his name but like, between the two blue hair character but between between okay, okay i i'm looking i'm going look up giantmusic.com then go on patreon and also like pledge like at least eight dollars a month hack into there that and delete perfect glad <laughs> i thought of it uh but while you're saying that uh what I, the point I, I was trying to make earlier is that in i i feel like izzy is a, a valid pick in the sense that when you compare izzy to the entire group of the digimon cast the smartest character is izzy because Brains is what we notice the most out of this character. Uh, intellect is what we notice the most. And because of those traits are like the ones that are like accentuated on uh, more than any other for this specific character, then that's why that's why they're a genius. I mean, yeah, but that's kind of what I'm basing most of mine off of is the fact that uh, it is the fact that it's their world that I see them in, not really like in the grand right. scope of things so i mean like who who's the who's the genius in like their own um in like their own exactly. world you know what so i mean did you uh, find that character name i am still searching for it i had to search up like digi destin for it so joe his name is joe is it's joe keto boring name i know that for a single <laughs> that's why syllable? i'm like it's, joe. it's that, that's why i was like 
it's it's an English name. It's like incredibly easy to remember, and I could not think of it. I could think of Izzy, but you I, know what? Could I could not. My think next of character, could, his name could be even shorter than Joe if I wanted it to be. I mean, it could, but do. do you really want Can it I go to be my next character? Uh, yeah, I'm still gonna say Izzy is the genius on that side. Didn't really give him much attention. It was just us bamfling. The smartest characters yeah, about, uh, out of this entire podcast is about to be picked. I'm picking L from Death Note. Okay. Okay. Am I right or am I right? I mean, you're right. I picked L and Light for the uh, for the top ten intellectual battles definitely, way back definitely. when, if you remember. L is a character in Death Note. Long story short, they are a super genius detective that solved all these crimes, and they get put on the Kira case, where Light Yakami picks up a Death Note, writes down a bunch of names, people die. I'm giving you a very abrupt and short version of it, and uh, L is evil is able to. Uh, Crack the code and figure out that Light is Kira, which is insane because Light is a genius in his own right, uh, even smarter than L, honestly, uh, because he outsmarts L out. But L is able to keep up, and I love L so much because of his deduction power. He's always able to think five steps ahead. Whenever Light comes up with an ingenious plan, L's like, oh, okay, uh, this is probably what's happening, and L is right. Like, for example, um, when uh, they figure out that the deaths are happening specifically on weeknights and weekends, they're like, oh, it's very likely that Kira is a student because the scheduling of the deaths matches with the student. Light's father works for the for the, uh, the police task force, so he's able to get that information. And after that, what happens is that Light starts killing off character uh, criminals every hour of every day. And so everyone's like, oh, I guess it's not a student anymore. And then Elle's like, no, you guys are stupid. This means that Kira has access to our information. So we have to investigate people or families, uh, close people around the police task force. You see what I mean? Like, he's able to deduce all these crazy things where everyone's like, oh, it's got to be A. He's like, no, guys, it's clearly W. You know what I mean? That's what I love about L. <laughs> it's clearly L. I mean, you got a point yeah. on that one. <laughs> And I know, I know I say this, I know I say this uh, every time we bring up Death Note, especially L. But when I think of L, the first thing I think of is the scene where uh, he's quote unquote taking a test with yeah. White in a class, and just bluntly puts, "I wanted to tell you that I'm L." And you you pointed this out a, a couple of times. It's a brilliant tactician move on him because if Light makes a move against him and somehow kills L. Or even hell writes against L, L will know that this hunch was right. And if he does, but if he does nothing, he'll know that L is still watching yeah, him. I mean, the way I saw that situation is that Light doesn't know if the person that's telling him that they are L is actually L. Is actually, so is if actually. If they kill L. this person, yeah. maybe it's a decoy, decoy, and the real L will be like, ah, so it's Kira, you know? And I love that because in that scene, what happens after that, Light takes a cab home. He walks into his room. He sits down. Ryuk's like, huh. So that was interesting. And he snaps. He slams both hands against his ass. He's like, damn it. He got me. And he freaks out on light. And he's like, don't think that humans killing humans and Shinigami killing humans is the same thing. And he explains the flaw of the Death Note. And that's what's great about L. L was able to point out the flaw of the Death Note when he didn't even know about the Death Note's existence. This guy can see into the future, dude. I mean, but, I don't know about that part. I no, mean, if like, he did, oh, he wouldn't have died. Man. Oh, that's a sore subject. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just, just, just like that. It just, just as soon as I drop his but dead body, you this, stop like, talking L about is, it. 
I just I love his brain power. I love like super smart character for sure. And I, I I do too. And I've I've made it very clear. Don't like Death Note, but I respect the hell out of it for smart characters like Light yes. and L. I just don't find it very interesting to watch long term. <laughs> yeah, go right. ahead. Is that uh, all you had on L then? First, uh, your last, your fourth pick. Sorry. Yeah, and then yep. your uh, last one after that. All right, uh, this one might be a little bit of a kick for you, but I think you'll understand why. I'm picking Levi I from mean, Attack on Titan. Okay, go ahead. What you don't like think you he's have a genius? Seen a part of his genius with only season one. Okay, but you can really yeah, dive I, deep I, into I have that. To spoil a, a bunch of stuff. No, I know, I know, I know. But ju- ju- I mean, even even if that's the case, like even if I've only seen part of what Levi is capable of, he's a standout leader. He basically like holding calculating in order to get titans and like funnel titans to like the most optimal spot or striking the most optimal spot i mean it's his plan to uh when they're in the forest to capture annie right when she's on the run it was partly his plan and also the captain's plan uh erwin okay but okay so it was erwin and levi's plan but levi still contributed to that after annie had basically desecrated the entire squadron they went out with and they were still able to pull this kind of plan together and know that something like this could work in the future. His just like quick moment, uh, quick movements and understanding of like how the Titans work and what to aim for first in order to quickly get rid of them. Like he didn't get his own squad for nothing. And he really fucking shows it. You know, like even if I'm just pulling from season one, it's just very clear mm-hmm, like 100%. why he's the leader. Now, if you if you want to dip a toe into spoiler territory and give me more of an example of his genius that you know, I will give you permission oh, to do okay. that. This is like but this is like more than a toe though. This is like the l- most recent season and like something that he did that was like super smart. Okay. I mean you're not spoiling the entire season, so it's like soaking uh, in an entire life. Okay, so, so go for are- it. The, the scout regiment is at this point where they're retaking the city that was uh, once destroyed in, the, in season one, right? And they get cornered by these titans. And the plan that gets developed is that uh, the beast titan is basically uh, throwing all these rocks towards the city where they're at. And they're killing all the horses uh, that the scout regiment has so they can't run away. And so the plan gets developed and Levi plays the most important where basically Erwin takes all of the scouts that are still alive on their horses and they, char- they charge the, the Beast Titan as a way to distract the Beast Titan. And the Beast, it's like a suicide move. It's everyone charges the Beast Titan and he throws rocks and they're all going to die. And meanwhile, while that's happening, this line of Titans gets killed one at a time by Levi, who is able to get all the way to the Beast Titan and fight against the Beast, beast Titan. It was ingenious because they were able to like have a distraction and have Levi be the, uh, be the, the killer blow. So I really loved that entire like sequence. It was really great, and he's like a genius for the ways he was able to maneuver the plan and able to execute it. And that one was entirely planned oh, out Irwin by Levi, came right? Erwin and Levi. Erwin like and Levi. I, I think Erwin's the more. It seems. It seems. It seems like when it comes to plans, like those, it's those two that have like the most mm-hmm. solid and laid out, like ones yes. that will typically work. Unless something goes exactly, horribly, exactly. horribly yeah, yeah. wrong. So that's, uh, yeah, that's basically how it went down. Great, great, great uh, performance and great uh, fighting by Levi. I was honestly uh, debating for a while. I was actually debating between three Attack on Titan characters because they're all kind of, they're all kind of smart in their own right, even 
Aaron, mm-hmm. as hard as that is for me to say. But I was I was debating between Levi, Mikasa, right, right. and okay, Armin. See, see. Um, no, Levi, Levi. Yeah, no, that's why that's why I picked him. It was it was mainly between him and Le- and him and Mikasa. But all right, yeah, no, Levi. Anyway, Final your uh, your I'm last pick from my favorite anime. I'm picking nine God from Zanki No Terror. Nine is a a a teenage child. Uh, teenage character, sorry, a teenage child. A teenage character uh, from Zenkino Terra. Basically, he uh, was experimented on but uh, on this planet called the Athena planet. And in Zenkino Terra, he's part of the terrorist group known as Sphinx with his uh, brother, Ally 12. And uh, he is the hacker character, uh, the ingenious character who is able to like pull off these incredible... Uh, catastrophic attacks uh on in, in Tokyo Japan that I like I, I love like he sets up these riddles that the police has to figure out or, or if it's not that he's there and he's able to hack into the to the system of a subway to uh to have a bomb a bombing occur and all the bombings he does throughout Zenkino Terror all have a meaning and he's really like the brain of Sphinx he's the one who plans out everything and I I just love this character so much, and I know. So you've seen this anime already, Hacha. So you know what I'm talking about. It's kind. It's kind of hard to to argue that nine, or really the their group in general, isn't really geniuses with when it comes to their plans. It's just the fact that the circumstances that they have to be geniuses, or the field that they were trained to be geniuses in. Is just a little more than unfortunate. Yeah, of course. Uh, I just like uh, like a specific example I remember is when uh, he he has this ability where he's able to like visualize uh, areas in a very precise precise manner. Like if it's not the chess game in uh, the airport where he switches the cameras and rewinds rewinds them so they're seeing a camera feed of five minutes ago and they're able to uh, catch five in their track, or it's him in the first episode where he tells Lisa exactly where to move to survive and everything. And, like just like has super amazing uh like planned out uh strikes that he does and he unfortunately at the end uh, of Zenkino Terror like this is spoiler territory uh his death is not in vain because the uh the government collapses and everyone gets uh, made aware of the Athena plan and he succeeds in his mission okay so uh uh two two things real quick one uh kind of a down talk on on nine just slightly he he is a brilliant tactician when it comes to like making out plans and runs for him him and 12 but the one thing that he doesn't do all that well or like at least gracefully is improvise when plans don't go oh, according what, what to plan like what's an example i'm, I'm actually really curious about what you mean Ma- mainly the example is like the the first mission where uh where lisa comes into the picture and then uh, Nine's also like, well, fuck, now I got to worry about her yeah, getting no, he, out, too. He, he, that's because 12 gave her the option. G- gave him the option. Like, do you want to kill her or do you want to uh, have her join us and become an accomplice? Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair criticism. What's your other point? That, 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 that's, that's, literally, that's literally my my only example that I can pull off the top of my head. There might be more, yeah, yeah. but that's the only one that comes to mind. The other, the other thing is, um, and this is just like my own personal memory playing tricks on me. I remember twelve getting shot from the oh. helicopter, but how nine does nine dies die? Because he has brain traumas throughout the anime, and he gets one final brain trauma. Oh, so that, so that finally yeah. eats away at him. Okay, that's right. Okay, yeah. I'm like, I remember twelve getting shot, but I don't remember oh, nine. No, he even does die. He sees the birds and everything. Yeah, no. Oh, that scene. No, yeah, my heart I remember every now. time, man. 
<laughs> I mean, like Death Note, I respect the hell out of it. I just didn't really enjoy watching it. But for emotional scenes like that, yeah, no, even casual watchers, it, really it fucking it really, hurts. Really, really, really does. <laughs> All right, Hotshot, your final character for anime geniuses. Okay. This one, um, I, I've talked about this show a couple of times. I've talked to you about this show on and off podcasts, and I still don't know if you watched it. Um, I'm talking about Makoto from nope. Dragon Idea. God damn it, Jaden. Anyway, um, Makoto in the original Dragon Ropa in the first season is uh, it, well, if you're playing the game, he's he's your main character. He's the character you play as. But in the show, he's he's kind of the lead. He's the every every student has a ultimate title. So like the ultimate tennis player or the ultimate sprintsman or the ultimate seamstress. Makoto is just labeled as the ultimate lucky student. And th there's no uh, real explanation until later in the show as to mm -hmm. why that is his title. But um, throughout the show, when there's murders afoot, when there's uh, clues to be found and basically like straight up detective work, He's the one who always manages to finger the uh, always finger the murderer. It's it's based on different uh, information he's getting at the time. Um, so he he does his own investigation when it comes to the actual murder, because you have time to investigate and get clues before mm -hmm. having to go to the trial. But when he's on the trial, he can immediately point out like, hey, wait, no, that's wrong. <laughs> and he can basically back anyone he right, wants right. into a corner. Um, th this, this is going to be spoiler territory, well, but I'll, I don't really I, care at this point. Oh, no, no, if he, oh, ahead, if he was, if he was ever a murderer or like if he was ever the one of the ones who uh, killed in order to get away, I have a feeling that he would be one of the only few to actually get away with it. He works with, uh, he works with another student quite closely throughout a majority of the show, but a lot of the deductions and everything are. Basically him coming to the conclusion on his own because that's that's what you had to do in the game. You had to pick out the the facts, you had to gather the clues and he was your character. So he's going to be the the smartest one cuz he's the one who usually won. <laughs> but I'll be honest in Danganronpa there is no such thing as winning. It's just lose or stay alive. I mean that's basically the whole point of the anime, I think. Yeah, it it's literally the theme of the anime is hope versus Ooh. despair. And and that is what Makoto encompasses. He want, uh throughout damn it, I'm trying to I'm trying to word this so I don't like give everything I think you, away we can about leave it. that because I, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. I I I, I okay. understand what you're trying to say with like okay. the hope versus the despair thing. That makes sense to me. No stress. But but ju just know the the old the hope versus despair aspect is why uh Yuki loves this show so much and why I love this show so much. The only thing is she is on the side of despair and she keeps uh, one one thing she did when it came out when Danganronpa V3, the third game in the series came out. She actually bought it for me and literally told me the phrase, I want you to feel this despair. Oh. And I'm on the side of hope where I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to come out of this alive. So it's literally us just batting heads about this about this series. And it has been for years and. I honestly, honestly kind of love that about it. Full circle hope is exactly like what Nine had in, in Zanky No Terror, you know? Vaughn, the Icelandic word. Hope. Honestly, that's uh, that's what a lot of these geniuses have in common, is that they have hope that they can turn a shitty scenario into something I mean, better I than shitty. For sure. 
I see that with nine for sure. Yeah. I see that with Al. You see uh, that for Goku? Goku. How? How do you see it with Goku? <laughs> No, I don't. I, I don't really. I was just listening. Uh, I was and, just listening our but I list. I don't see it for uh, what was uh, Shikamaru. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, if, if that's the uh, if that's the end of our list, can I give one honorable mention? You'd have more to say oh, about gosh. this character than I do, but I at Go least ahead. think it's worth a mention. Doctor huh. Stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I kind of stopped after episode fourteen. I need to finish it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I stopped after episode one, so you definitely know more. But even even in that aspect, if you only watch one episode and know what kind of intellectual your main character is, you can see Do what you kind know of ride how you're much in for. This guy is this guy turned into stone and realized the only way he could stay alive was to keep thinking at all times, just to keep think- thinking. And how did he do that? He counted in his head until his stone cracked and he was able to like come to life. I don't what know. What was the it was number like he a, got the to? Billions of billions of millions of put the zeros with zeros with zeros. Something you'd see on death battle, you know, like 6,000 quintillion megatons of <laughs> counting. Yeah. Uh, RPGs cap out at 9,999 damage. Yeah. yeah no, this guy went way above that. <laughs> but but just because like it's rare anymore that we get a, a full on show focused on just an intellectual character and like intellectual uh, ways of how right, the right. world works and how to uh, like all that kind of stuff. It's just rare that we get that nowadays. So I thought he was at least worth a mention, if nothing else. I just didn't have him on my actual list because I haven't watched enough of the course, show of to course. talk about him. All right. With that said, uh, you want to go uh, ahead and recap your list real quick, and we'll go ahead and wrap out. them all down here because I am prepared. Okay, so my list: I had Rockley, Goku, Shikamaru, L, and Nine. What about you, Hotshot? I had Deku, Blank, Izzy, Levi, and Makoto. I also had nice. it written down and on my your phone. Your honorable mention was yes. was Doctor Stone. All right, so. Uh, where can people uh, find you online, Hotshot? You guys can find me right here on Giant Music's channel. The only show I'm a part of is Anime Podcasters, but that might change. It probably won't, but we'll see. You guys can also find me over on my channel, Hotshot Ginger, where I have the sister podcast, Cast, where me and GoPro Kyo talk about the less than clean <laughs> aspect of anime, because we all know that exists. And you guys can find me over on Twitter at Costume Amazing. The artwork for NA Podcasters is provided by GoPro Kyo. He has amazing, amazing drawings, and he's available for hire. Go hit him up in the DMs at GoPro Kyo. For myself, I'm at Giant Music everywhere. GiantMusic.com is my website, and you can uh, go check out uh, everything I do on YouTube.com slash Giant Music. Join the Giant Music Discord server, and just follow me at Giant Music everywhere. I always appreciate it. And now... For a very special announcement that I'm very happy to announce. This is episode 95. And starting with the next episode, we are starting the road to 100. A special idea we've been planning for months and months. Something I didn't want to unveil at the beginning of the podcast. This is how it's going to go down and I'm very excited to announce it. So, the next three episodes, 96, 97, and 98, will be 2.0s. Of our choosing, one for myself, one for GoPro Kyo, and one for Hotshot. And then, episode 99 will be a fan-voted favorite moment of the podcast. The ultimate, ultimate clip show. And 100, I'm not going to say what it is. It's Hotshot's genius idea of a podcast. And we're going to be finishing off 
this episode run over the next few months with this scheduling. I am very excited, Hotshot. How do you feel about it, buddy? And that will be the end of our no, series say entirely. That. I keep going. <laughs> no, but in in all seriousness, uh, I am really looking forward to it. We've been planning episode 100 for months. We feel like it's a much needed to actually discuss topic out of um, our years and years of actually doing this together as a team now. But once we once we do reach that milestone, that will be the end of season one Is of it? Anime Podcast. Really? Why? That's do we what need we're seasons, doing, bro. We just keep going. We don't. We don't. But I feel like I just yeah, felt like enough, it fit the theme. I mean, I don't even know how I would put a season on the podcast aggregation thing. I mean, we'll we'll just just every every five and a half years we have to get out a hundred episodes, and exactly, then we just start exactly. another season. Yeah. We n- we never do episode one hundred and one. We just do ep- uh, episode one, episode exactly. two, episode oh my three. Gosh. All over again. Oh my brain hurts just thinking about that. No, I like having a triple digit number. I can't, no, we're not starting back to one. We're not doing that. But we can. No, the no, option no. is right, available so to us. That's gonna be everything. So for myself and Hotshot, this has been another episode of Anime Podcast. Bye guys. Bye.